takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. Let's talk a little bit about Noah Dobson, one of the most improved players on the team over the course of the season. Dobson started out the season seemingly inexperienced and not ready, and now he is the most productive offensive defenseman on the Islanders and one of the more productive offensive defensemen in the league. We'll talk about Dobson. We have a full preview of tonight's game in Denver against the Avalanche, a tough way to close out this road trip. And, of course, we have uh, our Islanders birthday of the day, which takes a look back at a a relatively forgotten player from the mid to late 70s who contributed to the Islanders' turnaround from a good team to a very good team right before they went on their Stanley Cup run. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, like uh, Bob from Belmore, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So... I'll give you some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fans during games and really any time. So let's get started with this. No new updates on Matthew Barzal and Zdeno Chara. They are still day-to-day with their uh, lower body injury for uh, Barzal and an upper body injury for Chara. We will keep you posted, and uh, as soon as we know something, we will tweet that out as well. Unsure whether either one of them will be available tonight when the Islanders play the Avalanche. And, you know, one thing I did want to say that it almost, in some ways, helps to not have Matt Barzal available for a game or two. I'm not saying long term. But one of the things we saw in the Islanders' win over the Ducks on Sunday night was that not having Matt Barzal in the lineup, moving Bale center, and, 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 you know, not having their most explosive player offensively in the lineup, made the Islanders simplify their game and go back to basics. And you know what? That is something we've been talking about on this podcast for a long time. 
Go back and play your game, get back to basics, and make yourself a difficult team to play against again, like the Islanders were so well known for last year, the year before, etc. So that at least was one of the few benefits, if you can use that word, to not having Matthew Barzal available. Now, the key for the Islanders is going to become keeping that uh, style, making sure you continue to play that way even after Barzi returns to the lineup. Now, let's talk a little bit about Noah Dobson. And Dobson, you know, at the beginning of the season, we talked about the Islanders' lack of puck-moving defensemen, that Dobson was the only one on the roster who really fit that description, and that, you know, Dobson didn't have a lot of experience, and yet, as the season progressed... And in particular, in, since early December, we have watched the maturation process of Noah Dobson escalate a lot. It just sped up. And as he played better, you could see Dobson getting more confidence. And the more confidence he got, the better he played. And it just sort of became a positive cycle that fed on itself. Now, Eric Hornick, the uh, Islanders' statistician on TV broadcasts, uh, tweeted out uh, after the Sunday night game that Dobson now has more goals than any other defenseman in the league since December 5th. He has nine, followed by Makar with eight, and Roman Yossi with seven, and then nine players are even with six. But here is the deal. Right now, Dobson has just sort of found himself. And in the last 30 games, Noah Dobson has the nine goals, 12 assists. That's uh, 21 points in 30 games. You move that up to a full 82-game season, and you're talking about, you know, 55 points. Uh, 50-55 points. And realistically, you know, when you consider he's only 22 years old, and you add to the fact that, you know, you don't think he's reached his ceiling yet, and that is a very, very good thing for the Islanders. And the thing about Dobson is that he is learning more and more when he can pinch, when he can move up in the play, when to rush with the puck, when to join the rush when he doesn't have the puck and be the trailer to create some offense, and when he has to stay back. And while it's certainly far from perfect at this point, he really has gained more confidence and improved his judgment in that area. Now, Dobson still not a perfect player by any stretch of the imagination. Still needs to improve his defensive play. And, you know, the lack of consistency on defense is why Barry Trotz was hesitant to give him a lot of minutes early on in the season. 
And yet, as we've seen his offensive production and his judgment get better, and the fact that the Islanders don't have any other real quality puck-rushing, puck-moving defensemen on their lineup. Now, Sebastian Ajo may fit that, but he's certainly not on the level of Dobson at this point. That meant more ice time for Dobson. And I'll tell you, Barry Trotz, mark my words, he will work with Dobson on the defensive play. But it has been a huge factor for the Islanders that Dobson has picked up his game and taken it to another level this year, especially in the last three months. And I'll take it a step further. How good. You add another year of experience for Noah Dobson next season, and maybe, just maybe, the Islanders get that goal scorer, that 30-plus goal scorer who, you know, a sniper who can give this team a little more juice offensively. Wow, the sky could be the limit for Noah Dobson as far as his statistics offensively are concerned. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, we will preview tonight's game against the Avalanche as the Islanders close out their five-game road trip. We've got that, our Islanders birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And yeah, March Madness just around the corner from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Pretty much, if if you could think about it to bet on it, you could find it at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So the Islanders close out their five-game road trip in Denver tonight as they meet the Colorado Avalanche, never an easy opponent to face. The Avalanche uh, now ranked number one on the uh, locked-on NHL weekly power rankings. They have... 39 wins, 10 losses, and 4 overtime losses. That's 82 points in 53 games. And they are just an unbelievably balanced and strong team. Uh, Second in the league in goals scored. 12th in goals against. Darcy Kemper, their starting goalie, a 2.46 goals against average, a 9.20 save percentage. But listen to this record, 26-6-2. And And you you look up and down this lineup, the names, Gabriel Gabriel Landeskog, Nazem Kadri, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr. Uh, These are just some of the better plays. Uh, And obviously, Islander fans familiar with Devon Taves, who is 
got 39 points in 42 games for the Colorado Avalanche this year. The one area that I think, you know, the Islanders may be able to exploit a little bit, and I'm saying just a little bit, penalty kill. Colorado 10th on the power play, 22.6% success there. But on the penalty kill, they are 21st. So below average on the PK, Colorado only 77.6% successful at killing off opposing teams' power plays. And right now, uh, if the Islanders hope to pull off this upset, and it would be an upset if the Islanders find a way to beat the Avalanche in Colorado, they are going to need to get at least one goal with the extra attacker. Let's look at the line combinations, but boy, are these good lines. This is a deep, deep lineup. Nathan McKinnon centers the first line with Andre uh, Barakovsky and Miko Rantanen on either side of him. Nazem Kadri is the second line center. Landeskog to his left. Valerie uh, Nikushkin to his right. Alex Newhook is the third line center. Logan O'Connor and JT Comfer on either side of him. And Tyson Jost is the fourth line center. Darren Helm is his left wing. Curtis McDermott is on the right. On defense, Devon Taves and Kale McCarr, the top pairing, and boy, what a great pairing that is. Samuel Gerrard and Jack Johnson are the second pair, and if you could have a talented player like Jack Johnson as your second pair defense, you know you're doing well. Eric Johnson and Ryan Murray are the third pair, and even Eric Johnson, a solid, solid player. Nathan McKinnon does drop back to the point on the power play, so you get Kadri, Landeskog, Ranton, and McKinnon, and McCarr. That is one heck of a top power play unit. The goalies, Kemper and Pavel Francouz. Uh, Injury-wise right now, Stefan Matteau on the injured reserve. Bowen Byram is listed as out. We'll keep an eye on any updates we get with those players. But it, I, I'll tell you. In order for the Islanders to pull off the upset and beat the Avalanche, can they do it? Absolutely. Number one, they're going to need the power play goal. I'm going to say they need at least one, two would be ideal. Number two, they're going to need great goaltending. And it'll be interesting to see who Barry Trotz starts. I mean, you, you have Sorokin right now coming off a shutout. Varlamov coming off a sloppy, inconsistent performance on Saturday. Varley, that was his first game in three weeks. He he had uh, COVID and, you know, was under the weather, obviously. So the question now becomes, do you go back to Varley hoping he can build up his confidence? Or do you hit stick with the hot hand Sorokin off of the shutout and, you know, worry about Varlamov after that, here's the situation. If you're the Islanders, you've got a home game Thursday and a home game Saturday against two pretty good teams, Vancouver and St. Louis. Obviously, Varlamov is going to play at least one of those three games tonight, Thursday, Saturday. The question becomes whether or not 
you go with Varlamov or Sorokin. I would go with Sorokin tonight and then save Varlamov for Vancouver and then assess who goes on uh, Monday against St. Louis. But it's going to be up to Barry Trotz. And the other thing that I'm looking for, for the Islanders, important that they score either the first goal or that they don't fall behind by more than one goal in this game at any point if they want to try to win it. Um, And then the discipline. There's a lot of team speed and a lot of skill on this Colorado Avalanche team. And what the Islanders are going to need to do if they hope to pull off the win is slow down the avalanche in the neutral zone and not let Colorado have open men in front of whoever the Islanders goalie is going to be. And we talked about what they did against Anaheim, where out of the 30 plus shots that the Ducks took, six of them were in that high traffic area between the face-off circles and the crease. You can hold Colorado, if you can hold Colorado, to 10 shots or less from those high-danger areas, then you're talking about something that gives you a chance to win that hockey game. So it's not going to be easy. Power play has got to get the job done. The penalty kill has got to get the job done. And you're going to need your goalie to make a few big saves when the time calls for it. Never easy as far as the Avalanche are concerned. But I'll say this. Since the holiday break, the Islanders have been inconsistent. But when they're on their game, they're as good as anybody. The problem is they're only on their game really once every two or three games. And it's got to be more consistent than that. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday today and some more thoughts about where the, uh, you know, where the Islanders go from here. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders their parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And this is one of those guys who's a little forgotten in Islanders history, Uh, we're going to go back and wish a very happy 66th birthday. It was Sunday for former Islanders forward Mike Kaziki. Now, the Islanders drafted Kaziki in the second round 
1976. He was also drafted by the WHA's New England Whalers. In 77-78, he made his NHL debut, played 58 games with the Isles, and had 13 goals and 42 points. He remained with the Islanders until early on in the 79-80 season when he was traded to the Washington Capitals in the deal that sent Gordy Lane to the Islanders and uh, spent the rest of 79-80 in Washington and then moved on to Toronto where he finished out his NHL career, ended up playing a little bit in Switzerland uh, before hanging up his skates at the end of the 1988-89 season. For Mike Kaziki, 226 career NHL goals uh, games, 42 goals, 122 points in 180, 108 penalty minutes, 19 playoff games, 17 of them with the Islanders, two goals, eight points, uh, and all of those came with the Islanders, as did eight of his ten playoff penalty minutes. Kaziki never a big goal scorer, but he was always the kind of player who had the ability uh, to really, you know, play a good two-way game, and he would contribute in surprising ways and in surprising times. We're going to go back. And look at one of Mike Kaziki's better games with the Islanders. October 31st, Halloween night, 1978, at the Nassau Coliseum. The old Colorado Rockies, now the uh, New Jersey Devils, visiting. Bill Olachuk is the goalie for the Rockies. Chico Resch in between the pipes for the Islanders. And it was the Rockies on the board first. Nelson Pyatt, his second from Clayton Packle. At 10:23, only goal of the first period, one nothing Islanders trailing the Rockies. But in the second period, Bob Bourne ties it up at the 4:30 mark, his third from Bob Lorimer, and it's 1-1. But then the Rockies get going, a power play goal with Brian Trotche off for boarding Dennis Ochar, his first from Andy Spruce and Paul Gardner at 10:52, and then. A mere 40 seconds later, it's Gardner, his second, unassisted. And all of a sudden, the Islanders are down 3-1. to one. Then, in the third period, the Islanders bounce back. Bob Nystrom, his second, from Bob Bourne at 2:01. 49 seconds later, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Bob Kaziki, his, uh, Mike Kaziki, his second, from Nystrom and Dennis Potvin at 2:50, And all of a sudden, the Islanders have a 4-3 lead. Rockies tie it up. Gary the Bull Crotto, his eighth from Paul Gardner at 6.52. That one with Pat Price in the penalty box for the Islanders. And it's a 4-4 hockey game. But then Gary Howard is second from Bob Bourne and Pat Price at 7.58. Mike Kaziki, his second of the game, third of the year from Billy Harris and Burt Marshall at 9.17. 31 seconds later, Billy Harris from John Tonelli and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Mike Kaziki. Then at 14.57, Dennis Potvin from Nystrom and Bourne at 14.57. A late goal by Larry Skinner of Colorado from Spruce and Jack Valaquette made it a little closer. But the Islanders down the Rockies 8-5 for Mike Kaziki. Two goals, one assist. So it's a 3.9. He's a plus three. He had the two goals on three shots, and yes, he had the game winner. Chico Resch, only 16 saves to earn the win. Islanders out shooting the Rockies 26-21, to and yet 
the final score, Islanders 8 and the Rockies 5. So again, we want to wish a very happy birthday to Mike Kaziki. He is, believe it or not, 66. So happy birthday, Mike Kaziki, and many, many happy more. Big game, you know, here's the deal. If the Islanders win this game tonight, not only will they have beaten one of the best, if not the best teams in the NHL, but they would have the five-game road trip, 3-1-1. One, and one. And that is, you know, seven points out of a possible 10. That's roughly what they need to get to that 98-point, you know, mark to maybe squeak into the playoffs. Not saying it's likely, but that's the pace they need. And a win against the Avalanche tonight would go a long way toward giving me a little hope, at least, that the Islanders could possibly make it interesting uh, playoff-wise over the last few months of the season. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, our key takeaways from the game against the Avalanche, and we'll have our weekly farm report. Now, make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone give help you become the expert of your fantasy league It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.